Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year. And this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible. And don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast, a very somber Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt. Dallas Scott was insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, the radio flagship home of the Cowboys. Joined, as always, by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout. He is now co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. And he is the pregame and postgame co-host for the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And uh, during the preseason, he's even a radio color analyst. Uh, Brian, how you doing, man? I'm doing well, Robert. Uh, you are right. A little bit of a somber day across Cowboys Nation. And, you know, we kind of felt last week going into this game, it wasn't going to be an easy game. And we were worried or had concerns about Green Bay really kind of backed into a corner. Uh, they were going to run the football. You knew they were going to have to try. My guys in Green Bay were telling me they're like, I don't know if we'll try and run the ball, but then today they all called me and told me, well, you were right. Uh, we ran the football. So um, yeah, it, it, a little bit of a day where, you know, you, you move on in the NFL, Mike McCarthy, very disappointed today. I felt like in oh yeah the remarks, uh, you know, after the game yesterday, disappointed, I felt like today there was a little bit more of that uh, disappointment that, that he had a great opportunity to beat the Packers. And I know that game would have been, very, very important to him and very important to his team, uh, you know, considering what's going on right now in, uh, you know, in the NFC East and uh, in the NFC in general. Yeah, and look, I think that, man, there are a million takeaways I think you can have from this game. Uh, let's see, what direction do we want to go with this first? Let's go with the quarterback first. Okay. Um, I, I think that this is a very frustrating game from Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Because there were there were moments, particularly in the third quarter, where you saw what what I, I think we we expect from Dak Prescott and, and what the Cowboys expect from Dak Prescott when they made him a forty million dollar quarterback. And then there are moments in there where it's just like, what's what's happening? What is he seeing? What is the receiver seeing? I, I'm curious, let's go with the two interceptions. Okay. Uh I, I know that when Mike McCarthy explained it today, he said the first interception felt like 
the concept they were trying to run was maybe they were kind of on the the very edge of where that concept can work in terms of field to play, which we've talked about before. One of the criticisms around the league or one of the thoughts around the league about Kellen Moore is he has trouble with creativity when things get tight. And, you know, that may be a factor that things got a little tight and he called something that doesn't necessarily fit into, to, you know, the amount of space that you have to work with. Uh, the second one, and, and I know Dak Prescott mentioned, apparently Dalton Schultz slipped a little bit. That may have thrown some things off. The second interception, it sounds like the the message from within the Cowboys is that's CeeDee Lamb. And CeeDee Lamb sure. uh, read it incorrectly. Um, that, that it was safety in the middle of the field, and that should have been cross the face of the safety. Don't, you know, not not up the seam. So, uh, Brian, your thought on those two interceptions and and just in general, I guess, how Dak Prescott played. Yeah, unfortunately for the first interception, they were going to, the previous play, they were going to run a screen pass. And they had it set up with Malik Davis in the backfield. And this is where you maybe miss having Zeke or even Tony Pollard to run this play. And maybe the design, yeah. maybe the design was to fool them with Malik being in the game. But they fake the screen to the left. CeeDee Lamb tries to sell it. They put blockers that way, commit blockers that way. And they really didn't draw the Packers completely to the left side of the offense. So they're going to try and fake the screen left, and they're going to try and bring Malik Davis out the right, out the back door. And Malik gets bumped around. He gets caught in trash. And so now Dak Prescott's forced to run with the football instead of throwing it out of bounds. Uh, you know, he runs, he gets a minus one. And now the Cowboys are third and 11 on the play. And so here's a play that could have likely worked, but you have a back that doesn't play all the time. You know, he doesn't have that feel for how to get in screen path or, you know, where to be. And and all of a sudden it turns into kind of a, a muddled up, messed up play. And now they're forced to kind of force a ball on third and one, where maybe they catch the screen, uh, they maybe score on a red zone screen, or maybe they get the ball down inside the three or four yard line, and then you're running the football. You know, you're trying to run it in at that point. So that just shows you sometimes that, when plays work, it's brilliance. When they don't work, it sets up to potentially another bad play. And right. I'll tell you this, Bobby, I'm willing to bet uh, my paycheck that we get for doing this uh, broadcast. Uh, yeah. we, do get, we do get paid, Bobby. Trust me, we get paid. <laughs> um, I want to bet my paycheck that every time that the Cowboys ran that play where – with with CD and with Dalton Schultz, they scored every single time in practice. It, it, they, they probably got the separation. They didn't get the clutter. Everybody stayed apart away from each yeah. other so they wouldn't get tied up or nobody would get hurt. But it, they probably ran that play two or three times during practice, and it probably every time worked for a touchdown. And then you get into a game, and it's a little bit of a different story. It it. It wasn't as clean. The brakes weren't as clean. The separation wasn't as clean. And you got a quarterback that's 
you know, a lot going on in a, in a short area. And now you've got more clutter and, you know, he fires the ball in the middle of clutter and he probably didn't expect it. Like every time they ran the play in practice, I'm sure they scored a touchdown on it. I'm sure yeah. C- I'm sure CeeDee Lamb caught it every single time for a touchdown uh, with a practice squad cornerback in trail, not trying to defend the play. Well, hey, we, we we saw what those corners did against the Packers, so I don't blame them for thinking that uh, they, they maybe uh, got some false confidence thrown against well, them during the week. That's, that's what happens to you, though. And the reason I bring up the, the fake screen, you know, that's a play that could have led to them not having to throw the ball on third down. So, you know, when sometimes sometimes things happen during a game that leads to a mistake or a forced uh, a forced error or unforced error. And, you know, Dak, he, he, you know, he fired that ball in there and there was just a lot of humanity standing in the middle of that uh, end zone when, uh, when that ball got let go. Yeah. For me, I just looked at it as Dak's got to just not even try that. Like, like I feel like Dak needs to see the congestion in, in the field there. And because, because it's not something that just kind of came together as he released, like those defenders were, were in the area the whole time. To me, it's just, he's got to, He's got to know not to try to pull the trigger on that one. I think that one was greedy. The second one, the 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 line from McCarthy, and I think what you heard Greg Olson say, Michael Irvin said it on Twitter. I'm sure you saw the same thing when you saw it live. That when CD Lamb's going up the seam, the, there's kind of an option there for if it's the if it's the two safeties, you're you're going to bend it sort of for a post. If it's right. safety in the middle of the field, you cut it that yeah. to a dig essentially uh, and cross the face of the safety. Why do you think this is now twice now CD Lamb has read this as he needs to go behind the safety? What what is wrong? What's wrong here? Because to me, I, I I'm guessing you put that one mostly on Lamb, but what's what's going on here? Yeah, that's one of those. Remember Mike McCarthy telling us, Bobby, at a press conference when they were talking about Kellen Moore early in the year, and Mike mentioned he hates option routes. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. He said, I I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of the option route. I'm a fan of the receivers run the routes, the quarterbacks throw the ball to the open receivers. I'm not a fan of the option route. And it seems like the last two games, the quarterback and the primary wide receiver have read things differently. And that's one of those throws that you make and you're kind of anticipating him being in the middle of the field. And, you know, this is the second time that that's happened. And so now all of a sudden, if I'm Mike McCarthy and I'm not a fan of the option routes, I'm telling Kellen Moore, what are we doing here? Why Why do we – if I'm sitting down in the staff meeting tomorrow and I'm Mike McCarthy, I'm asking the questions of Kellen Moore, why would we throw that route? Why, are we, why do we continually have that route in our game plan? Particularly with CD. Yeah, the last two weeks we have not read that right. The quarterback has read it wrong. The receiver has read it wrong. And it's led to two, really, to two turnovers. And so, you know, if you're, if you're Kellen Moore, you're like, gosh, I, I can't call that anymore. It just seems like that every time that they throw routes in the middle of the field, that's kind of the, the, the kryptonite for Dak Prescott because it turns into, now he made a good throw later in the game. I, you know, not going to say all his throws in the middle have been bad throws, but there's there's been more trouble with those in-breaking, inside routes, option routes, whatever you want to call them, 
there have been a ton of problems with that. So to me, if I'm Kellen Moore and I'm game planning for the Vikings game, unless something tells me that I have to throw that route that way, I'm surely not going to be, that's not going to be part of my game plan. And when you look at, and you mentioned, you know, they hit that later in overtime. They uh-huh. got the read right in overtime. Um, I, my argument on this has been, I know we've talked about communication and chemistry and stuff like that. Can you call that communication, though? Doesn't that just need to be CD, at least on that one? Like, CD's just got to read it correctly. Because to me, I think Dak made the right read. He's expecting the receiver to cut in front. That's what the option, that's what the route is intended to do. To me, I don't know if that comes down to communication. It's just CD's got to have better recognition of that. And he, he fixed it in overtime. Promise you once again, that's a route that's probably run two or three times during the week in practice. And every single time, the look that they get, the safety, they tell the safety to hang, hang back, hang back, you know. And if it's a hang back situation, then that's that's CD Lamb coming across and making a catch. How how bad is it though that it happened the exact same route essentially in Chicago? How how like why is that not something that would have been a point of emphasis and and corrected for this game? Well, the coaches will always tell you when you watch them set up scout teams. They always say, okay, they're going to play back. They're going to play back. Don't come up. You know, don't don't freelance. Don't read it like you would be a real cornerback. They're going to show back. You know, and you're and you, you sometimes you get a false sense of security of really what the look is you're going to get. And both times you caught a free safety driving out of the middle of the field. You know, where I guarantee you during practice, that's that's not the case. Right. It's just not happening. And so all of a sudden, Dak has a false sense of security that I could throw that ball and CD is going to be in that spot. But that that that's that's a play you work on. And, and to your point, I don't know why. I don't know why for the last two weeks they felt like that that's something that they could absolutely hang their hat on as a big play. And as a you know, I I don't quite get it. I think if they're after two times both of them being intercepted where you're throwing the option route to a wide receiver that's not reading it right or the quarterback's not reading it right, I don't think I'd call that play anymore. I, I would no longer have that one on the play card. You know, we we talked a lot, and I know I called you earlier today when we, you know, I mentioned this to you, but, you know, when when you hear all the the praise for Dennis Houston, who's now on the practice squad, and we heard yeah. that it's, Oh well, he's he's where he needs to be, and and we we're all just kind of like that's the overriding thing, though. I mean, he's not he doesn't show elite traits or anything. Y'all are just worried about where he's going to be. Are are we seeing it play out now that it goes? Oh, maybe that's why that was a trait Dak liked. Is there just does he not feel comfortable that his receivers are where they need to? I mean, last night we see Jalen Tolbert is lined up past the line of scrimmage. He's lined up past the ball. CD's not breaking where he needs to be. I mean, is that is, is you know you've got spacing issues between Dalton Schultz and and C.D. Lamb. Do you think that is a a factor now? Uh, like, does it does it clear the picture a little bit now, a little bit more, why he seemed to like Dennis Houston as much as he did? Yeah, I, I think so. And it just meant that I added about uh, two more million dollars to Odell Beckham's offer yes. is what it meant. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest. You know, the fourth down play I don't think was a particularly great call. And, you know, Kellen Moore was really, I thought, did a super job in the Chicago game. I thought his first 30 were outstanding. And yesterday I thought it was a little bit of a a rough go for him. 
quarterback wasn't great early, but you know, play calling can kind of come and go as it's sometimes you just have to fight through the game. And, you know, with a 14 point lead, I wish they'd have fought through the game a little bit more, you know, uh, running the football if they could, but maybe that's not having Zeke there too. You know, maybe you can't, if you have both backs there and you got a 14 point lead, maybe you're doing things a little bit differently. Maybe you are running it a little bit more. Maybe you're handing the ball to Zeke for two, three, four yards to shot and then bringing Pollard in and maybe you hit him for five, six, seven. You know, they were busting some good runs, but maybe that's, that's, you know, game plan of not having uh, Zeke in this particular kind of game might've hurt you the way that Kellen Moore called this game. But uh, you know, it, it, that, that was, that was some difficult, uh, that was some difficult, difficult sequences that, that Kellen Moore took you through. And I, that, that fourth down play, that play had absolutely no shot. When you watch the all 22, you'll see it has absolutely no shot. Uh, they don't have a deep enough route uh, by the, the drag, which was, which was a uh, gallop underneath. Was he you the know, primary you, read? I, I think that, I think that to me, that's where they wanted to throw the ball. Cause they run trips to the right. They go vertical up and then turn back to the inside. And I'm thinking, Okay, they're trying to carry defenders away. They're clearing, and they're, it out. they're clearing it out to draw the drag across the field. And the drag wasn't run deep enough. If if he catches that ball, he's going to be two yards short. He's going to get tackled. Yeah, because he was short. when you watch when I watched it live, he was running basically along the first down line, and then he had to like dip under the defender and Dak and see like yeah, Dak, looked, and, Dak kind of moved away from that. Yeah, looked at CD. CD wasn't. All, I think he maybe like from what I saw initially. I think he could have had CD if the protection would have lasted a little longer. Yeah, the problem was that your left guard and left tackle got beat pretty quick, and there was really not. If one of those guys get beat, maybe you have a chance for him to run forward and maybe run for the first down. But when both guys get beat, it was that was a difficult. That was difficult for which, him to have to do I've that. I've seen a lot of people ask that on social media today. A lot of people yeah. have asked. And so you're saying, because people have said, yeah. could Dak have gone for the first down or Dak should have? You're saying no chance Dak could have gone. I, did, I didn't think so. I thought the way that the way that, that McGovern and Smith got beat pretty quickly, I think dictated all that Dak could do to try and get forward in the pocket. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.